Hello, friends. This is Dave Pasqualone with the Remarkable People Podcast, Season 2, Episode 28, The Zena and Jason Meek Story. The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. Remarkable People Podcast. Listen, do, repeat for life. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you are having an amazing week. Today, we have a very special dual appearance. We have Zaina and Jason, and they are here to talk to us about discipline, focus, diligence, keeping steady, and being honest and removing the disillusionment that success is easy. The truth is it's hard work, and that's what Jason and Zaina talk about. So they're going to go through their stories, both of them, which is awesome. They're going to show you how they both experienced failure and hardship, but then they came together, kept working, stayed focused, as iron sharpeneth iron, so the man accountants of his friend, as two become one, and as they strengthen one each other and their help meet, we're going to talk about how Zaina and Jason work together, have a beautiful boy named Luke, and how they have a successful full-service influencer and brand partnership agency that drives traffic and new business to their clients. Whew, that's a whole mouthful, right? I had the privilege of meeting them at Playlist Live 2020 in Orlando before the COVID chaos broke out. It's one of the last conferences everybody got to go to, so it was awesome meeting them. You'll hear in the episode more about me meeting Jason and why and how that all transpired. So if you are trying to start something new, if you have started something and failed, quote unquote, if you are thinking about starting something and you're scared check out this episode because it's real, it's honest, and it shows you how to get results. So grab your pen and paper. If you're running, if you're working out, if you're driving, obviously don't be writing, but take good mental notes, come back, replay the episode, write down the notes then, and put them into practice. We want to see you. We want to hear you. We want to just help build your success. Let us know how we can do it. Before we get into this episode though, I want to thank today's sponsor, and it's me. I'm actually sponsoring for the first time my own episode. How we're doing it is this. We have a course called Podcasting Made Easy. And as you know, I'm learning to podcast as I go, right? But because of you, because of the way you're sharing this podcast, the way it's helping you, that it's growing like crazy. We have listenership in over 53 countries, We have people who are constantly um, reaching out to me and saying, hey, thank you, this helped. And, you know, I didn't do anything. We're just here, man. We're here to help each other. We're here to strengthen each other. And it's all about glorifying God and helping each other grow. So listen, this class is called Podcasting Made Easy, how to launch a successful podcast in eight weeks or less. We go step by step all the basics all the technical stuff, all the equipment, and all the things I've learned the hard way so you can jump through the fast lane and get to the top in eight weeks or less. It's a great class. Check it out online. You can go to davidpasqualone.com. 
go to the tab that says store courses in small groups, and then you'll see podcasting made easy, how to launch a successful podcast in eight weeks or less. When you join the class, there's a live small group, there's a pre-recorded small group, and then you also have access to the lifetime library. So if we're talking about mics and you're joining the class, you get lifetime membership. So then if you go back in a year and you want to see what the most up-to-date mic is, as long as I'm still alive, we're going to keep updating that site and you have the latest cutting edge software solutions, hardware solutions, tips of the trade. So you can launch your show, reach more people, have more success and have a greater impact by delivering your message, your passion or your purpose to the world. So this is Dave Pasqualone with Podcasting Made Easy, how to launch a successful podcast in eight weeks or less. But the reason you're here, the reason I'm here today is because we want to hear about Zaina and Jason. So let's get on with the story. Hey guys, how are you today? Good, good. How are you doing? Yeah, good, good. How are things? Oh, excellent. I'm so glad we can finally connect. You guys are super busy. We're busy here. And I'm glad that despite we're recording this during the chaos of Corona, right? Not the (laughs) Corona, but the chaos of Corona. And uh, thank you guys for your patience and just being on today. Absolutely. Yeah. As the listeners, just so you know how Jason and Zane and I met, we were down at a conference in Orlando, right? And Jason was one of the keynote speakers for one of the panel discussions. And this conference was a good conference, uh, but it's definitely outside of my realm of comfort, right? <laughs> and when I was listening to some of the speakers, I'm, I'm going to be honest, it was a social media uh, platform for teens mainly. And even some of the VPs were just, you know, young teens who mm-hmm. made an impact in social media. And next thing you know, they have a VP next to their name at a corporation. Yeah. A lot of their life skills were <laughs> lacking, but you could tell Jason knew what he was talking about. And there was other VPs <laughs> I met that were just amazing people and super intelligent, but there were a couple that were just teeny boppers that I was like, man, come on, really? You're on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but when Jason's up there, and uh, Zane is in the audience and I'm watching and listening to them. They were the real deal. They were telling these kids about the business side of having fun with the social media and how you need to think ahead and how you need to have a strategy and how you need to work hard. <gasps> Go figure, right? So <laughs> well, everybody else is up there, just have fun and make videos. They were actually teaching the truth that no, that doesn't normally happen. Like one out of what, 10 million really is an overnight phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bunch of little steps <laughs> in between it that it looks most things that happen, of course, as you know, right? Like it's a million that it's a thousand steps that happen to get there. There's no such thing as overnight means there were a bunch of nights that led up to it. Yeah, I think the statistics, <clears throat> excuse me, the statistics is an overnight success on average is nine years. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's it. So to the listeners, Jason, he's got a PhD in sociology. Him and Zaina, they're going to tell you about their backgrounds and their careers and where what they've built and where they're at today and where they're going. But I just want to give a warm welcome to them. And then in today's episode, if you have any questions, we're going to put in the show notes links to communicate with them, how you can get more information. Or if you are a future social media star or TikTok star, right? TikTok famous, and you want to get connected with them or any other media, 
Um, we'll give you direction of how you can connect with Jason and Zaina and get moving forward. So oh. guys, listen, I love doing group interviews. And when we're remote like this, sometimes there's a little bit of a pause. So to listeners again, bear with us. But uh, who wants to start off and tell us your story? Uh, Zaina, you want to? Uh, yeah, wanna? yeah. I'll, I'll start off. Um, so I'm singer, rapper, producer, songwriter, LA. I like to act. I do a little bit of acting here and there. Um, uh, let's see. Been doing it since I was a little girl. Um, I got into the songwriting circuit after leaving home, traveling around. Uh, wrote for some big artists, for some labels, and then got everything stolen from me, <laughs> as probably every musician uh, has a story about this in the industry. But had pretty much everything ripped away from me um, from the partner I was working with at the time. I was actually in California uh, at this time. How old were you then? Oh, geez. Um, Roughly. I was in my, I was like, I left home when I was 18 and moved to California and started freelancing songwriting. I was doing a bunch of hooks for, you know, rappers and, um, uh, just doing a, just a whole bunch of stuff. And I started doing some licensing for some TV shows out there and got, um, got noticed by some labels. And I was, I was, I was just doing everything I could get my hands in. And I had a partner that I was working with at the time and we would work on music together. And one day, um, well, things just didn't work out. I'll just say that things didn't work out between me and the partner. We had a huge falling out and, I lost access to everything that I'd worked on for, um, for, for years, for years, uh, you know, we're out there doing a lot for, for a long time. I was, you know, going back from here to Chicago, but I made a lot of progress out there. I made a lot of connections and, but they were all tied closely with my partner and he pretty much ruined everything, ruined every relationship I had out there. And I was forced to start over. Um, so I moved back to Chicago and I was trying to figure out what the, you know, what the hell I'm going to do. You know, my whole life was, you know, planned out. I had, you know, my whole strategy, um, you know, planned out for, for years. And then it was all kind of ripped away. And I was trying to figure out, well, what do I do? Do I start over? Do I try to build, you know, a, a freelancing, um, you know, company off the ground again? And, and, you know, do I try to align myself with someone? What do I do? So, again, I just started freelancing, doing songwriting, working with some labels. And I met Jason. He was a phenomenal songwriter. He actually, when he reached out to me, I thought he was just trying to, to hit on me. He reached out to me on, on Facebook. I, <laughs> Maybe a little bit, times. right? <laughs> I <laughs> ignored him the several time. times because I was like, I'm on my business. You know, I'm on my business stuff. I got to, got to figure my stuff out. Uh, but eventually I did, uh, I did get together with him when he was in the studio. I was like, you're in the studio doing music. I'll, you know, I'll meet up with you. And I was just blown away. I was so impressed. Um, working, I mean, the years I was working in in California with you know with labels and and you know artists, I never met a songwriter that I was more impressed with. So I was that was huge for me. And I and I'm 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 huge on songwriting. I'm very I'm very critical um, in a good way in a good way. But I have a I have a very fine tuned ear. <laughs> and. Um, so I was very impressed with Jason. And so we started, you know, working together a little bit. And, uh, you know, one day he's like, you know, hey, let's, you know, 
let's work together. I know you're, you know, you have some offers over here. Um, I was closely considering signing to two other labels um, at the time, but um, I don't know. One day I was just like, you know, let's, let's, let's do it. I, I, I took a leap of faith. Something just, you know, told me just, just go for it. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick up. I know he didn't know why he's like, really? Why? <laughs> well, actually let's do this. I was just going to say, now let's switch. So Jason, now let's go back from your childhood to this moment and yeah, catch up the audience a, on your life and your side. I am a, okay. So I come from a very, I'll say this. My mom and dad are two of the hardest working people um, that I have met. And, you know, my mom literally worked three jobs. My dad had a carpeting business and they were, I watched them go from having nothing. Like, you know, we grew up in, you know, the projects, which if, your listeners don't know what their projects are. It's, very, it's low income housing in Chicago. They used to exist. Um, now everything is like, you know, um, gingerfied to a really Condos. beautiful condo. Um, but we used to have these things called, so it's just low income housing. And, you know, I watched my parents kind of move from the low income housing aspect to, you know, building, I would like, you know, a very nice working class, you know, life for themselves um, you know, through different things. My mom went into politics. Well, she was in politics before, but, you know, I watched her career kind of move a little bit forward in that. I watched my dad, you know, build his carpeting business from the ground up. And for me, they always instilled a working value. Like I had my first job at eight, right? Like I would, and like, literally I would go with my dad to like different carpeting, you know, jobs he'd have. And um, I started my first business when I was 10, cause I was an artist. I used to paint. And so I used to sell paintings in the summers at art festivals and I used to do face painting and nice. Very yeah, good. Yeah. And after a while I had to hire my parents uh, to help me. So they were on my payroll <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but no, I've always been like in from there, like I, I, I played the, I learned the stock market, like, you know, when I was young and I've always been into, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors and I've always thought like, okay, I'm, I, I know myself, I'm, I'm a terrible nine to fiver, but I'll work 80, 90 hours a week if I care about something. So I was like, let me always try to, I've always believed once you do what you have to, usually you never get to do what you want to. So I've always tried to figure out things that I enjoy and work at. So um, fast forward, um, went to college at 15 and I'll say this, I went to college because I had a plan that was kind of set out for me, you know, like what I think people wanted me to do. Um, and I was kind of scared to do what I wanted to do. So I went to college and college for me was kind of a, a safety buffer zone. It was easy. You know, I went to school, you know, I didn't, when they asked me to do my master's, I said, it, literally my senior year, I'll tell you how I, I, it was um, a girl I was seeing at the time. Sorry, Z. Um, asked me, <laughs> class and she had to drop off a paper and I was like, Oh, what department is this? And they were like, Oh, urban planning. And I was like, well, I don't know about urban planning. And the lady was like, you should apply. And I applied and got into the program. So I did my master's there. And literally when I finished my master's, I was doing, um, I was doing um, some research work for a professor. And she was like, have you ever thought about getting your PhD? And I was like, no, she's like, well, you should apply. I was like, all right. And so college <laughs> is always this huge safety net for me, but now, pause for one second for the yeah, listeners. Okay, you just jumped over a huge fact. You went to college at 15. That's not normal these days. 
So are you, obviously you're gifted, but your mind, how is that working? Oh, don't how tell me that. That'll go straight to his head. You can't <laughs> no. tell him things like um, that. <laughs> I, I skipped a few grades here and there. And uh, I skipped a few grades here and there. Yeah, he was and one I, of those. Yeah, was I, was, those, I was one of those. those and I always... And I always was one, like, I, I understood, like, hey, like, you know, <laughs> very young, I was like, okay, so this is all about testing. So let me just get hands on studying these tests quickly so that I can get it done with. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a get things done as quick as possible person. Yeah. So I was a very big, like, okay, what's the test that has to go here? Let me figure out how to master this test so I can get out of here really fast. <laughs> okay. So, you, so you're a great test taker. You can see, focus, vision, goal oriented. Yeah. I would say that, right. yeah. And now, how long did it take for you to kill your undergrad degree before you say college uh, at fifteen? I did undergrad in three. I did my master's in a year, and I did my PhD in three and a half. So that's wow. half, yeah, seven and a half and some change. And so, not bad, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Look, I'm lucky. I finished at twenty three. Um, 23, 23 and a half. So eight and a half, something like that. Yeah. Wow. But I, I finished all that. And then the thing was, so I got out of school and my mom got sick and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go back home. Of course, you know, take care of, you know, my family, you know, and see what I can help with there. And when she got better, um, it's like, okay, I have to jump into this workforce. Um, mm-hmm doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. So I became an, I worked at this engineering architecture firm and I did that for a little bit over a year. And this is where for me, it kind of broke because I was there and the, there were two people I had a, my boss and then there was me and then there were employees that were kind of under us. And my boss I never forget. He went and uh, I noticed I was going to you know, Chicago on the weekends, about two hours away, two and a half hours away in Bloomington. Um, I would go to do things I wanted to do on the weekends. That's how it started. And then it went from the weekends to coming to Chicago, maybe like one day during the week and then the weekends. And after a while, I noticed that I was coming in Chicago. Like if I got off work at five, I'd be in Chicago by eight every day to do things I really enjoyed to do. And, you know, I was working on music and working on a bunch of things like that. And it was, I loved it. And my boss, I'll never forget, told me a story about um, his life and how he ended up at the company. He'd been there like 30 years and I'll never forget it. He said that he was, he wanted to be an actor and John Malkovich was in his class and he realized he couldn't be an actor. So he quit. And he was tall. He was like six, eight. And he was on the basketball team, but he wasn't, he was like a bench player. So he realized he couldn't be a bench player. So he started his own architecture firm and, you know, it wasn't going that well. And so he ended up at the company and, you know, he was telling me how the company was really great. And for me, the story was, oh no, like the guy that, you know, at the time was my mentor, his whole life was not really seeing things through. And I marched into HR and I said, look, I'm sorry, I got to go. And I was like, I know that I'm supposed to give two weeks. And if you want that for me, like, I have no problem doing that, but I I can't be here. I have to go do something else, which was crazy because it was like a $140,000 job and I had no backup plan at all. So for like nine months, like 
you know, I was like, I'm going to move back to Chicago and just start something that I want to do. And water got cut off, lights got cut off, uh, hamburger, hot dogs or gourmet meals, you know, turkey sandwiches. I was saving everything. Yeah. Like I used to fill up pails with water. It was, it was, in, it was very 1920 on how I was living. And then I went to, I moved to Chicago, started a company, massively failed at it. I was like, oh, that did not go how I expected. it. Um, maybe I should get a job again. And I was like, no, 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 let me try again. And I tried again. And that's where I met um, Zaina. And we started uh, another company that we started. Well, we first, we had a record label that mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was cool. We had 30 artists in 20 countries. It was awesome. And we saw that what our label was really good at was the partnership side of things. We both had mm-hmm. experience in partnerships at different levels. And, you know, that's how we kind of branched everything into Shuffle and what Shuffle is now, where we were working 12 hours a day out of a Starbucks yeah. for six or eight months before we, we didn't have like one client, like everything was cold calling, cold email and cold everything. And now we have like over 250 clients that we work with, um, you know, but it started at a Starbucks, you know, and it was me and yeah. Zaina and grinding it out every day. You know, like, honestly, like if you ever meet our kid, like you'll, our kid has an internship. <laughs> <laughs> His friend got an internship today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His friend an internship today. That's awesome. That is so good. Now, how many kids do you guys have? One. Just one. How old? One and done. <laughs> one and done? One and done like college. Oh my, yeah. oh my god, how old is Luke now? A billion? 14? 14. 14. Man, you guys look way too young to have a 14 year old. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, man. Teenage love. Thank you. You'd be surprised. Oh, I got a 15 and a 17 year old. So, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. You get it. Yeah, I get it. Say again? They look like, I said, do they look like like little grown men? Well, you saw Johnny at the show. Johnny oh, yeah, is- yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's never, he was born like a little man. He never looked like a baby. Yeah. He, he, he was born like a little man and he's always behaved himself that way. And my That's daughter, she, yeah, he's like a handsome, strong, healthy kid. And he's a you know, good boy. And Emma is super smart, talented, athletic, good girl. I'm really blessed probably just like you guys. You said your son's name's Luke? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. He looked like a little kid to me. And now he's taller than me. It's 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 very odd, very weird. Um, um, yeah, it's crazy. It's watching your kids grow up. It's like I don't know about you guys, but I'll watch my kids, and when they do something, so proud of them. And then when they make the mistakes, I'm thinking, did I teach them that? That's my fault. <laughs> oh, only only some of his mistakes. Others only some mistakes. Ooh, that might have came from me, but very few. Yeah. I'm the one that's always like, oh, you see, that's because of us. And he's always like, nah, he's that's just being a him. shitty kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well, let's go back. Let's back up a little bit because we just jumped to the today. So we, I think it's really cool. So Zaina, you brought us to, you were just beat up in the sense emotionally. I'm sure in every oh, way yeah. you had your partner steal everything yeah, from years you. Years of, of, of hard work and collaboration and trust um, just ripped from me. All the relationships that I'd established in California, all of those were intentionally ruined. Um, just just 
I was completely blindsided. Um, it was a very emotional attack on my world. And so I back out here and yeah, I, I was working a million odd jobs while I was trying to figure out my stuff. Well, let's do this. Cause this is what's crazy. You are at a low in the sense of like, you mm-hmm. just had your carpet ripped out from under you and you got to reevaluate life. And yeah. then Jason, you had this, you know, crazy college experience. You go automatically into a successful job, you know, a quote unquote job. Yeah, yeah. You're making good money that most people would be like, this is great. I can just retire here, but you know, this isn't my passion. So then you start your own company. That's a fail. It, it failed because you're learning as you go, like we all are. And then you two are at a place where you're both questioning, man, what should I be doing? You yeah. meet up and then you start something great. You know, yeah. as iron sharpeneth iron, you complete each other, help me. So yeah. let's do this. Let's focus on that. What would you tell the listeners? You had a vision, you came together, you built this. So how did you do it? Let's talk about how you guys came together and worked with each other and made it happen. You know, uh, can I pinch you here? Yeah. No. I think that it was for, I think that the first thing you have to do is to say, we're going to figure this thing out, Right. And you have to agree to figure it out and you have to be flexible because we didn't start out like the ideas that we had then we were very flexible in regard to, okay, no, we have to switch this. We have to change this. Mm-hmm. You have to also agree you have that to be able to adapt. Yeah. You have to be able to adapt really quickly. And you have to be all in. You have to decide have to that all in. we're doing this regardless, whatever we yep. need to do, we'll do but we're in this understand we're in this together. That, understand that disagreements are for the greater good. Because honestly, it took us a while to figure out, you know, even now I will get yelled at as <laughs> like I do as a business partner. <laughs> but, you know, it took a lot of, um, it took a lot of, you know, time and effort and, you know, understand like, Hey, we're in this together. We're going to be doing this. So let's figure this out um, to do it. So that's the first thing you have to do. Like if, if you're starting something, you have to understand that you're both on the goal of being successful and you have to be able to adapt and understand that, Hey, it's going to, you know, it's usually a bumpier before you get to the smoother road. Um, you know, and that, that's what we kind of did there. So yeah. you have some, yeah, no, no, I, absolutely. I mean, a lot of trial and error in working together and, and, and with our, you know, our company, um, a lot has changed from, you know, when we started to now, even, you know, the landscape of the music industry, the landscape of social media, the landscape of, you know, of, of everything has changed and we've had to adapt and we've learned and we've grown and we're adding more. We've added additional skill sets to our, you know, our, our, our resume, um, you know, every year. So we we've got a nice rhythm. All right. Now, like I think Jason was saying earlier, we we had a record label. We had a bunch of artists on it. Um, But what we saw was that we were the hardest working artists on our label. And we started, you know, cutting artists and, you know, saying, well, we need to, you know, maximize all of our effort and, uh, you know, focus on the artists that are making sense and that are really dedicated into, um, you know, their career. And what we saw was most of the artists figured, well, we have a company that's, you know, representing us and, you know, and helping. So I'm just going to sit and not do anything. I don't think that at that time, Mm -hmm. a lot of the artists were 
putting as much a focus on social media as what was necessary. And without that, you just, you know, we, we signed artists mm-hmm. at the time based off of solely talent. And that was our mistake. <laughs> that, yeah. that was the first thing we did. We're like, we're going to find the best, you know, the, the best artists, the best producers. Yeah. We were doing some and, electronic music and, stuff at the time without understanding of social and without um, some 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 business sense or at least um or at least work ethic <laughs> better work yeah. talent means nothing talent means nothing so that was let's talk about that let's talk about that to the listeners because if you're running a business now it doesn't matter if it's a record label it doesn't matter if it's a production company it doesn't matter if you're pipe fitter you guys tell me if I'm wrong but the way I see the world now is if you are the greatest doctor in the world if you're the greatest restaurateur if you are the greatest barber or hairdresser, it doesn't matter if people don't hear about you. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about the importance of marketing and image. And I think all three of us, we're, we're going to be real and we're going to be successful and we're going to give good quality with image. Mm-hmm. But talk. let's do that. Talk about the importance of marketing and image because without that today, it's going to be almost impossible to get success. Yeah. I Look, I... So the good thing about us, we work, you know, at our, like at our company now, where we reformat in our company, Zigzag and I, we work in different spaces, you know, different stuff that we do, you know, at our company, which is good, you know, that, that it creates balance. Like I might run 90% of something or Zana run 90% of another thing somewhere in the middle, it meets at 50, 50. But, and when it comes to it, like I deal a lot with, you know, a lot of our brands uh, when it comes to like their campaigns and things that we're doing and you would be. And this, these are multi, multi-million dollar companies. I'll get back why this matters for the individual in a second. But multi, multiple million dollar companies that you'll watch, some of them, you know, really get it, right? They'll say, hey, I know I have to put X amount of dollars in or X amount, you know, for them, it's dollars. X amount of dollars of resources to build a client base on this platform, right? Where um, we watch million dollar companies kind of not think it's worth to do certain things mm-hmm. where, you know, I, 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 it blows my head. I don't understand it. I'm like, how, what's going on? Or, or you can see why they are where they are, you know, in regard to maybe not being an industry leader and mm-hmm. why it matters when I say that to the, to the, to, to just, you know, the regular person, whether, you know, they're, especially if they're an entrepreneur or if they're trying to start something, why it really matters is because, you have to invest. Well, one, you have to learn your space and what the best practices are to build an audience in that space. But you have to invest in it uh, at a tenfold. And what Zane and I both have experienced and we and witnessed is that your first effort, your first two efforts, your first three efforts might not um, return. Right. And so we see a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Feel that they should make a dollar on a dollar every mm-hmm. time when in reality, you know, it might take five or six or seven of those campaigns before you start getting a return on it. Yeah. And if it's not money effort, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to like talent in this space is 25%, I would call it, you know, in regard to, you know, especially when it comes to building awareness for a brand, like if you have a solid product, whatever that product is, as long as it's solid and it's something that I would say like is industry standard, you could, and people can kind of find a value in it. Uh, people, you, the rest of it is how you 
present it to people. And if you don't have a lot of dollars, like we live in a digital age where there's no excuse to not um, over market, right? To, to a consumer to be as much in their faces, you yeah. know, because it's in our hands. Yeah. The marketplace is social. Anybody can make content. You have a phone, you know, like anybody mm-hmm. can make content, you know, if you work a job, I, I tell people like, if you work a job, but you have a passion, there's no reason that you can't, if you work a job eight hours, even if you have a family and kids, Hey, somewhere my, my mom used to always say the three things in life you're going to be, um, she say, you're going to be, um, happy. You're going to either be happy. You're going to get tons of rest or you're going to make money. And <laughs> she said, you can only pick two of those three. Yeah. She said, if you're making a lot of money and you're getting a lot of rest, uh, you're probably not that happy. And so what you're probably going to cut somewhere is sleep, you know, so that you can be happy and you can be successful. And so I don't sleep that much. Um, but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, but that's the thing, because that's one, that's the one currency that everybody has is their time. You know, and you can really maximize it and make it efficient, even if you don't have the dollars. You know, there's no reason why a person like every human, like we were talking about, every person, you know, is a brand. Every entrepreneur is a brand, even separate from their business. Um, You know, every business, of course, you know, has a certain ethos that they follow. So, you know, you you have to put it out. Yeah, I I think it just comes comes down to investing in yourself and, you know, whether it's a brand or an artist or, uh, you know, an aspiring influencer, it's understanding that you're a business and, and investing in, in your business. You, you have to be confident enough about your, your business to do what it takes. And most people are willing to dip their toe into marketing themselves or investing in themselves or, you know, putting the time or the passion or the energy into it. And if they're not getting back what they want to continue to motivate them to do more, they stop and they so say, well, quickly. and, and, you know, in terms of brands, it's a lot of times money, you know, and Hey, if I didn't get, you know, this immediate thing back for this amount of money, you know, it's not worth it. You know, for an influencer, it might be, waking up and, you know, doing their hair and making sure that they're posting on all their, you know, socials. And, you know, if you're not willing to do that, there, there's, there are so many other people that are doing the exact same thing as you and doing it at a higher level, at a mm-hmm. higher quality. They're having more fun doing it. Maybe they're, they're dressed better than you, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Someone is doing something at a enhanced level and if you're not willing to do the bare minimum then you have no chance and you know that that's why you know with our label before we dropped artists until we were the only ones on label (laughs) and that's when we realized okay you know let's tap into you know the other things that we've gotten so good at and you know let's um let's move from you know label to you know more of a you know partnerships marketing agency and so we handle um, a lot of campaigns for, you know, different businesses. We help with, um, you know, aspiring influencers and artists. And we do um, some stuff on the music side with licensing and um, songwriting. Like we get commissioned to write for some, um, you know, for some different programming and things like that. So we've we, we've got our, you know, toes in a lot. Um, but, 
we've never stopped we've never stopped investing in ourselves you know even as all of our artists drop even when we were you know reformatting because the landscape of social changed or you know music changed we never got discouraged we never said well this isn't working anymore so you know maybe you need to do something else we said okay what do we do now to enhance how do we enhance how do we adapt how do we you know how do we how do we continue so we just try to stay ahead jason does a very good job at staying ahead of trends. Um, and, you know, he's on the computer you checking, to. you know, business trends and social trends and music trends and everything on a, on a daily basis. He's always, he's always very on top yeah. of things. And we self-funded every, <laughs> like our, like our company too. Like that's the thing. Like we didn't have an investor, you know, we did, there's no, yeah, there's you know. no VC uh, or board. You know, mm-hmm. like we self-funded everything that we do from all yeah. of our staff, you know, our initiatives, mm-hmm. you know, everything we did was self-funded. And was it the easiest self-funding at first? Of course not. It took no, not at so all. many sacrifices. It was you so know? hard. <laughs> like we converted our home to years. You know, our home was an office that had, you know, 15 Desks employees. And, and chairs. And- you know, coming in forever. But see, that's what I love about you guys. You're honest and you're working it and you're finding it. And while you were talking, Zaina, all I kept thinking about is you remember Spencer Johnson's Who'd Move My Cheese? Yeah. That's a great book. You're just finding the cheese. You're like, somebody move my cheese. I'm going to go find it. And somebody moved it again, adapt and overcome. Yep. And if you haven't read it for the listener, if you haven't read Spencer Johnson's Who Moved My Cheese, go get it. For yeah. section one is the setup to the story. It's a super short book, easy read pictures. If you get the normal version, <laughs> second is the story and third's the explanation, man, you don't need this setup. And if you have a brain, you don't need an explanation. Just read the story. Yeah. But if the explanation helps, the setup helps, but man, that's exactly uh, what Zaina and Jason did. They saw what they love. They followed it. They're seeing the market move. So they're moving with it. Uh, that's great. And what you're saying about sacrifices, I hate, one of the biggest things I hate is when people go up and they talk about their success, but they don't talk about the sacrifice on the way. Yeah. And you guys oh, said wow. it takes a while and you, you're yeah. eating off cardboard boxes sometimes stacked up or whatever it is. <laughs> so much. Like that's real. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for how long was our, was our home office? We had a home office for Three years at minimum. Three years. And that's the whole whole home. So the whole so home people, whole interns, just just no 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 privacy for four years because it was all grind, work, people staying overnight. We had a graphic designer that would come over at two o'clock from twelve to two AM to two AM because that was the time he could work. And we said, if that's the time, that's <laughs> we said if that's the only time you can come. And and work great. Yep. We'll be here. We'll be up. So it didn't matter what time we were. We had we had um someone doing some work for us that would that lived in South uh, South Africa. Mm-hmm. They're on a completely different time zone, but we are available whenever we need to be available at whatever time. Oh, yeah. we need to we be available. It's whatever we needed to do because what? we said whatever it takes. And yeah. you know yeah. now you know I'm able to sleep at night. We don't have people calling. Well, I mean you. <laughs> That's what Jason. He has I calls have, overseas have, every day. Yeah, so. I would say at least a third of our clients are international, and so if I have to talk to someone in Jakarta, I know that they're thirteen hours ahead. That's if true. I have to talk to someone I in the UK, you know, they're six hours. So you know, but the thing is, like, I've been getting up. I 
I try to get up 5, 30, 6 o'clock anyway. But if it's a UK call, hey, that's a 3 o'clock, four, that's a three o'clock phone call. That's yeah. a 3 a.m. phone call. So And see, yeah, and that's what's great. And as a listener, just know that there's very, very few people in the world have legitimate just walked into what we consider success. You know, everybody's definition of success is different mm -hmm. and financial and life success are two very different things because you can be very wealthy and have a miserable life. Oh, yeah. But yeah, what Jason and Zena are talking about is, and again, elaborate on this, listening to your story, your path keeps changing slightly and you're adjusting and you're adapting, you're become. And each time you do that, it's almost like a reset and you go back yeah. a little bit and then you got to build it back up. And Absolutely. some people don't understand that. I was talking to a client the other day and I switched my own personal model the beginning of the year. And I made a comment, you know, I went on like two vacations in a row and, you know, everything was going on and I made a legitimate, honest comment. So I'm feeling a little bit of pressure for money. You know, to myself, it's not like mm -hmm. I have to eat mac and cheese, but I was being honest. You're used to this income level. And then all of a sudden you change the business model. Mm -hmm. It's going to take time to ramp back yeah. up. Yeah. This person totally took that like way out of hand. And they thought I was like some kind of fake and like I was a sham. And they were like, you know, how can you do anything? If you're having money troubles, I'm like, money mm -hmm. troubles? What are you talking about? But at that point, it, reasoning was gone. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a conversation I couldn't have. I couldn't win. They didn't understand that. Like, I was just making a comment openly. Yeah. Just, you know, you could have Donald. Yeah. Okay, I have a buddy yeah. who's a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. With this coronavirus, he was telling me, he's like, I just lost $1.35 million. He was feeling money pressure. Well, <sighs> the thing is... Yeah. Even with Who that wouldn't? amount, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I feel now he still he still has a pile full of millions, mm -hmm. and he's fine. But anytime you lose money that you're accustomed to, it's an awkward situation. So yeah, you absolutely. guys are living through it, <laughs> and you had a son during this, right? Like this yeah. whole time. Yeah. So man, I can't imagine the entrepreneur that kid's going to become watching in and growing oh, and seeing that. And homeschooled. Yeah. Oh wow, you homeschool him mm -hmm. too? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, because we do um, an annual tour. Maybe yeah. not this. We'll see what happens with all these schools shutting down. But we, um, yeah, we do an annual college tour as well. So he he started coming on the, on the tour with yeah. us. Like our our goal he started when we was old enough. We set our goal that when he turns eighteen, we want him to be able to make a decision into whatever he wants to do. If he wants to go to school because he wants to go to school and learn then that's great, you know, but we want it to be a decision he makes because not because he has to, you know, we didn't want him to follow the model. Like, you know, I grew up in a model where it was, you know, you grew up, you went to college, you get a good job and that's how it went. We want him to have the ability to, you know, if that's, you know, he wants to go to school because he wants to learn something, maybe there's a new field he wants to move into and that's how he wants mm -hmm. to go about it or just, you know, to study or Great, but at least by 18, he has a lot of tools and skills yeah. so that if he doesn't, you know, if he wants to move into a business path, whether it's, you know, you know, we're able to have him work with us or whatever, you know, he has that ability too. So trying to get those uh, skills early, you know, our thought was, you know, it's really good. Like he's been working with us, I would say, from a capable standpoint, not like, you know, like I would say capably. 
for almost a year, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and he's learning life skills that you're not really learning in school. You know, he's learning how to have business calls. You know, he'll, he'll call, he'll call some mm-hmm. of the, some of our staff up and, you know, let them know that they need to put their schedule in. He'll follow up with people for us. He knows how to, you how to, to write internship interviews. He knows how to write a, a professional email, which a lot of people, a lot of people, they get out of, before they even go into college and they, they don't know how to send a professional email. Oh man, keep preaching, keep preaching. Talk <laughs> about that. People <laughs> listening. No, listen, first off, homeschooling, huge controversy. I personally think it's up to the kid and the family because I know homeschoolers who are phenomenally brilliant and I know kids who sat home and were lazy. No yeah. one between I've seen. I actually yeah. caught it. I taught at a college for three years and homeschool kids were consistently at the top or the bottom of the class. Yeah. So I'm pro homeschool. I love yeah. homeschool. It just has to be done right. And what you're saying about college, 100% agree. Not everybody's made to go to college. And honestly, our colleges are a broken system. Oh, so I mean, such a broken. There has to be at least another option. I, 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 oh, yeah. I think that before I was telling if like if you're if you have a scholarship to go for free. Go yeah, for wonderful. It. Go Perfect. for it. But if you're going to pay Great for opportunity. it. I think that you need to have a lawyer present. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're just signing yourself up for the hugest financial decision that you're going to you, keep hugest for debt of your life. an adult. You know, yeah, definitely the hugest debt. You know, yeah, you're right. The hugest debt of your life until maybe you buy a home or something. Like, that's a huge and it's unforgivable. Well, and the other thing, too, is what are they really learning? Honestly, unless you're going to be a doctor, a surgeon, an engineer, yeah. something with a specific to that really people. intense yeah. program that you need to attend, we could go on YouTube and find most Absolutely. of this knowledge. <laughs> I did Absolutely. a speech at Harvard and that was the first thing. I was he like, preaches you, this all I the said, time. I said, yo, if you're not, if you're, if the, if what you do, you could learn on your computer, drop out of me. Yeah. Leave. Then, if you're paying for this, get out of here. Yeah. Go, scram. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. First and last time you spoke at Harvard. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's my no man. I, I'm not against formal education, but I think we're on the same page. Yeah, you got to be there for the right reasons at the right time and, yeah. and the right purpose. Mm-hmm. And it's not for everybody. Yeah, and there's why go into that massive debt? Yeah, if you don't need to, and why is it even so expensive? Yeah, well, you can't we let Sally Mae run wild? Like when we that was the that was one of the worst financial decisions our country ever did for the modern economy when we let Sally Mae just roam free, you know, like I tell my sister, I have older, I have two older sisters, you know, and you know, they're, they're like, Hey, I, you know, I can go to college and work this off in a few years. Great. You know, my parents could do it with a summer job, but yeah, my generation. Oh no. Yeah. And just, you know, if you're listening and you don't know what Sally Mae is, that's not the girl next door. That's a government program. (laughs) That's a government program for education. And it, to me, it's a very corrupt program. Personally, Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan. Um, I believe the borrower is servant to the lender. And again, I had the privilege of being, I'm old now. So I went to college years ago, just like you did. But buddy, I went college. I paid for myself and God provided. And I graduated debt-free. Now, I didn't go to Harvard, but we, we left married town students uh, went into a great job, great career, had a great chunk for our first house paid in cash. 
I mean, it was God and hard work. Yeah. But we did it. It wasn't like, yeah, okay, so we can go to a more prestigious school so I can graduate in debt. Forget that. I want to, I want my family to be prestigious, not their uh, sign on on their wall. Yeah, million percent. Well, good. So let's go back. You guys are unpacking a lot of great entrepreneurial truths and a lot of things that you have endured. Um, what else would you tell the listeners? They're, they're, especially right now, man, our world, not just our country, our world is at a pivot point. We're all going to need to learn to change and look for that cheese. What do you say to those listeners who are hard? You know, they're, it's hard for them to change. It's hard for them to make, you know, some people change is very fluid and easy. Other people change is the last thing they want for the people who change is hard. What would you tell them? Um, I think that, and this is going to sound, let me preface it that this is not coming from like a state of privilege by any stretch of the imagination, nor is it coming from a a statement of naivete, right? So, and let me explain what I mean by it. I think now's the time, the first time ever, you can be anything you want to be with an asterisk next to it. And when I say that, um, it's because we're now in a digital economy where everything is digital. Like right now, we're podcasting. And when I say that, if you have a hobby or a passion, that hobby and passion can, or, 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 or passion, right? Something that you're really into, you can find a way to monetize it if you understand what the digital economy presents to you. Like, for example, um, every kid is not going to grow up and be a professional athlete, right? But for those that didn't, they had to find a way to work their way through sports in the sense of, you know, maybe they were going to go into coaching. Maybe they were going to go into sports medicine. Maybe they were going to go into broadcasting. Now you can start a YouTube channel um, and, you know, yep. sports. You know, if you're a fitness person, you know, you can have a great Instagram and from that Instagram, you can start an app, you know, and kind of deal with it from there. You don't necessarily have to, you know, go a million percent into, you know, a thousand different classes and work in a gym. If you, if you like toys, you can start a channel where all you do is unbox toys. Uh, (laughs) If you just like eating food, this is something really nutty to me. If you like food you can just eat food silently oh and yeah. chew and people <laughs> will like it and when i say that to you once you understand what that means you know we the digital economy and this is of course putting it as simply as possible says if there's something you're into and you can find a way to make content around it and you can mass produce content at a scale right not necessarily from a quality perspective from a quantity perspective if you can mass produce content, eventually you can build an audience. It might not be a million people, but you can build a community, whatever that community is uh, for you. And once you build that community, you can monetize it. Um, and that's something that um, every human has the ability to do um, now, especially because we're in a gig economy. Like, let's, let's not even pretend that we're not in a gig economy, but the new gig the gig that I think we're really missing is not... Uber. Define gig quickly for the listener. Define gig economy. 
and the, the gig economy, you know, I'm not talking about working for a large corporation. You know, we're talking about, you know, one-off jobs, working Uber, working Lyft, um, you know, your Postmates, things like that. But we're in a gig economy in the sense of the real gig that I feel that everybody, the, the curtain is over the eye for most people is content. And the reason why the gig is over content is because um, you don't see the dollar for dollar right away. But for those that are really mastering the gig economy, what they're doing is building digital platforms, whether it's, you know, like, for example, like your son, right? Like your son is in the gig economy. His gig, though, is digital content, you know, through his social platform. Yep. And he started just like you're saying with his friends having fun. Yep. Three months later, he's got three hundred thousand followers and five million views on videos. It blows my mind. Bingo, <laughs> right? You know, but but that's the thing, right? So I I implore, you know, I was telling somebody like we have a friend. She's a flight attendant, and all she does um, is vlog about being a flight attendant. And she started a few years ago. I think now she has like a, a little bit over hundred thousand subscribers or something now, right? Her flight attendant vlogging makes more money than the flight attending itself. And she does the flight attending now so that she can actually do the vlog. <laughs> and, yeah. and amazing. but that's the thing. Like I tell everybody like right now, like you don't have to, and everybody thinks like you have to be interesting. You don't like people will watch anything. If you're a plumber, oh, you can make digital content being a plumber. If you're a chef, you can make digital content. You don't have to be a real chef. You like to cook. Go for it. If you're a mom, you can make a channel being a mom or make digital content being a mom and just give people mom tips. The one-on-ones, dads, uncles. I see grandpas. I see this, there's a lady. She's a grandma right now. And every fashion brand is knocking down her door because <laughs> she, you know, they dress her up in all the cool modern fashion. You know, she's she's and her. You know, she gets to do that. So my point is for every person, no matter what your, like, for example, the lady that uh, dreads my hair, right? She's an amazing, talented, talented lady. And I tell her every time I go into a shop, I say, why on earth is there not a camera videotaping every appointment so that you can upload this on YouTube and just, you know, start your channel because, it's not necessarily trying to make a million dollars, but it's a separate income that you're missing by not creating mm -hmm. content. Yeah. And a lot of people just don't understand and they're intimidated by it. Can you guys speak on how do you start? Now I know there's a thousand steps, but if you were to give somebody just a crash course yeah. to give them, Hey, test the Absolutely. water. How, this is how easy. This is Z, Z, Z knows it. She's a good one. She's so funny. One. Um, well, I think I think it's a three-step process. It's about knowing what you want to do, figuring that out, believing. The second step is believing that it can happen. And then third step is action. So anyone who, you know, is like, I know I want to do this, or someone who's maybe even has been doing something currently, some type of content and wants to switch, um, but, you know, is unsure. So first step, you need to figure out what you want to do. You know, what are you into? What makes you happy? What puts you in the zone to where you feel open, you feel excited, um, where you're engaging to the camera, or depending on what type of content you're doing. But, you know, find what brings you passion. And if you're able to incorporate that into um, in a clever way, um, you know, fantastic. But, you know, figure out figure out at least what's your thing. 
Then second, believing that it can happen. This is such a, a huge hurdle for most people, whether you haven't started anything yet or whether you want to take a shift and you're just unsure of how to do it. You're not going to make any moves unless you believe that you can have some type of success in it. That's going to take a few things. That's going to take research. You need to research the thing that you're doing. If you want to do makeup tutorial videos, you need to be researching everyone else who's doing makeup tutorial videos that's successful. Find out the types of videos they're using, the type of music they're using, um, you know, what the trends are, what makeup they're using, what brands of makeup they're using. You need to do research. When you're well, when you're better educated, you're more confident. Confidence is key for anyone. Oh. And and believing that it can happen is it's it's not just um, research. There's a few things that you need to do to build more confidence. Research is one. When you're more educated, you feel more confident. You feel like you can speak on things. Um, also surrounding yourself with other people who are doing those types of things. If you're the only person that's into like, you know, yeah, you know, I'm watching these, you know, these makeup tutorial videos on my phone and I'm like practicing these things, but the people that are around you are playing video games or, you know, one go shopping or, you know, just drinking or just trying to party, you're not going to feel like you're not going to feel supported and you're not going to feel, you're going to feel like the odd man out. You have to be in an environment that supports and appreciates what you're trying to do. You need to feel like, yeah, I'm with my people. You know, these are the people that understand what I'm doing. So when I'm making these videos or I'm researching it or I'm talking about it, I'm around people that don't make me feel stupid. You know, I'm, I'm with yeah. people that are going to ask follow-up questions and we're going to engage and we're going to be able to, to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. That creates a lot of confidence. Without that, it's very difficult to move forward on, on something without that, that, um, that kind of community. And that can be a digital community. That can be one other person, but you need to find people that are around you that understand or at least support um, and appreciate the thing that you're trying to do. And that may also mean that you have to stop associating with other people. And that is also very difficult. Oh. Yes. And to the listener, what Zane is saying, she's not saying surround yourself with yes people. She's saying find people who get it, understand it, support you can yeah. tell you when you're right, can tell you when you're wrong and can continue to guide you. And you're both passionate about the same thing because Absolutely. we're talking about these little, these like passions and we're moving yeah. in these directions and most people won't get it. I mean, yeah. most people won't see the beauty in it. Yeah. If, if, if your, if your passion is singing and all your friends are athletes, then when you're talking about, Hey, what do you think about this? They're going to look at you like, ah, okay. You know, <laughs> they're, they're just, they're not going to have, they're not going to invest the same excitement or understanding or appreciation that you're going to need to be able to, uh, to take that passion to the next level. So, you know, so figure out what you want to do, research so that you feel more confident in the subject matter, and then surround yourself with people who also appreciate that thing, or sometimes if you just find someone that appreciates your process with it, and that can, um, you know, be there to assist you, that that's fine too. But you, you need to find people that are supportive and that make you feel comfortable 
um, pursuing what you're pursuing. And that end, you may need to, you know, avoid other people that might make you feel foolish or that um, are trying to take your time away from that to something that you may feel is, is less, um, you know, a good use of your time. Now, once you have that, once you have a community and you're well-educated, there will be nothing standing in your way as far as taking that step. Now you can take action. Now you can be like, okay, you know, I've done research. I know how to shoot this video now. I've, I've done research on, you know, how these videos are done. Um, I, I have a community here that we've talked about it. And now I feel confident about, you know, taking that step or making that change. And that is, um, that is my, my one, two, three. <laughs> no, awesome. That no, was excellent. Now, Jason, you were going to chime in earlier. What was what were you going to say earlier? The only step I would say to add into that mm -hmm. is to manage expectations and to understand that the first stuff you're going to do is going to suck. <laughs> and that's cool. And to also understand that you're not going to get a billion whatever, whether it's a billion dollars or a billion followers or a billion whatever you're looking for overnight. Like that that just ain't that's just not how that works by any stretch. So manage expectations. Know a lot of it's gonna look like you're doing it and talking to yourself for a very long time. <laughs> but you know, and it's not gonna profit right away for you. Understand that too. And that your stuff is gonna suck to start. Like that's real and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And the audience almost likes when they grow with you, they see the change, they see the improvement and they feel like they're part of it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very true. Man. Well, let's do this then. We've talked about a little bit about your past. We've talked about where you've came from. Talk about where you are today and where you guys are going. Go, go for it, Jason. Um, well, right now, I think I will say that not comfortable in the sense of like, oh, you know, we're not working hard anymore. But we've gotten to a sense where, um, you know, we found a nice rhythm in the things that we do, which is good, you know. And so now, you know, we're scaling. So like our agency, for example, you know, we're always growing and building new clients. We're always, um, you know, we're now capable of, you know, hiring new employees. We're now, you know able to make more content and you know it's really good like we're in a nice rhythm like you know before yeah, you know like personally we used to be like oh, how are we gonna pay this bill you know like we we're not in that era of our life right <laughs> and so that's a good thing like that's a blessing like we're we're very fortunate to be there um you know what we have coming up you know we're always growing a skill in our agency from a music perspective like we're lucky that you know, the things have worked out for us in the sense of like, we had a song go viral on TikTok, which was cool, mm -hmm. like a month or so ago. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. a couple of releases coming up. We're shooting, you know, it, we're lucky. You know, we had a couple songs and a couple of TV shows this year. We did over 30 mm -hmm. shows last year, which is good. So, you know, we're, we're, we're always thankful for what we have accomplished. You know, even the, in the times where they were, you know, more sparing wins, but now it's just, um, you know, continuing the rhythm, you know, and not letting off the pipe, you know, like it's um, in sports, for example, you know, sometimes the score is tied or you're down 10, you know, right now, uh, you know, I would say right now, I'd say we're up five and we're just keeping <laughs> the pressure on the team. 
that's what we're doing right now. We're, you know, we're up. Five, nice. So we're, uh, you know, and we're and we're playing, you know, to keep the pressure on the other team. <laughs> yeah. Well, very nice. Now, what can we do as listeners to help support you guys and move you forward? Oh, well, this is. I know Jason. <laughs> I knew he's gonna look at this. Me. Is a. <laughs> it's Plugs. not that it's not that this is my thing. It's that he will he, he will never do this. He'll always leave it out as he feels like it's too vague. But I'm like, well, you gotta you gotta tell people you know where they can find us. So if you want to find anything more about Zena, myself, or Jason Make, this uh this handsome man right here, you can follow me at Zena World. That's Z-A-E-N-A World on Instagram and Twitter and you can follow Jason make at Jason M A E K on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us at Zana X Jason make on YouTube and TikTok. Yep. And nice. And we'll put those in the show notes too. Just make it easier. Yeah. And, yes. and you know, if you want to visit shufflepresents.com, go for it. Um, but okay, I can see what our agency's up to. I think just for people, man, I just want everybody to, just start doing what they want to do, you know, whatever that is. I don't, it doesn't matter. Like that's the best thing anybody could do, honestly, for me. Cause I, we talk a lot, you know, like Zane and I, we do a lot of talking everywhere, you know, whether we're speaking somewhere or just someone randomly, you know, that wants to chat that might have a question, but just, just start doing the things you want to do. You know, right now is the time. I get that it might not look. Oh, um, now is the best time now, for sure. To be honest, you know what? This is going to sound terrible. So I'll preface this with, I understand this sounds terrible. I know that right now, our country right now is going through a lot of things. Actually, not our country. Globally, we're going through a lot of things that are hindering people in a lot of ways. And, you know, that is not what anybody wants. But now is a great time to take a moment and maybe start that piece of content that you weren't going to do before, mm-hmm. because you might yeah. have a little time, especially with, you know, things that are, might be temporarily having a, a shutdown mm-hmm. or things like that. Hey, try something that you didn't try before or that you thought you might want to do. Open that phone, set up a stand, get up, get a ring light for 20 bucks. Start that <laughs> podcast, download some software. Let's just make something. Just make something, even if it's crappy, it's fine. Yeah, and today, you're so right, man. You don't have to quit your full-time job to start your passion. Yeah. You can start experimenting and playing with it and finding out who you are and where you're going, and then the audience will build. It doesn't have to be – you have to be all or none when you're moving forward on the big picture project part. But when you're still trying to figure it out yourself, you can play, you can experiment. And, you know, most – most people, even in foreign countries to us, they have phones that can do more than NASA could do during the 90s. I mean, yeah. these things are powerful. Yeah. So you you have uh, these $1,000 devices in your pocket yeah. that really there's no excuse. So quality might not be as good, but what? You can get a nice mic for 50 to 100 bucks. Yeah. A pair of ears for 50 to 80 bucks. I mean, yeah. the equipment really is negligible in the big picture. But um, I want to just echo, you know, what you guys are saying. Definitely just start and do it. Like our, our slogan, listen, do, repeat for life. Yep. Listen to this podcast. Listen to what Jason and Zayner are saying. Oh. Do it and then repeat <laughs> it and be consistent and have a great life. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, well, guys, man, it's been a pleasure. Is there any uh, other topic or any other story, anything we missed that you want to share with the audience before we go, or ways can we can help oh, you? Wow, I feel like I feel like we covered. Yes, we covered like- a lot. <laughs> Thank you for having us. This was really fun. Yeah, it's been a true honor. I lo- like I said when I saw you on stage, I actually texted my son, and the it was uh, three words: get here now. <laughs> I was so sick of listening to teeny boppers tell me about how to run life when they, they know how to do one thing and they do it well and they made money. But I heard one girl say, somebody asked her what her litmus test was for finding talent. And she's like, what's a litmus test? I know. That was painful to watch. And then I I hate to say it, that same, oh, you were there that one? Yeah. Yeah. Don't say names. Don't say names. But that's, there was ones that were worse where they asked even more basic questions. So Anyways, it's a pleasure to meet you. It's a pleasure to be able to interview and spend time with you, to learn from you for entrepreneurship, for content creation, for adapting and overcome, for finding that cheese. I consider you an expert, both of you, you. and for working together so well. If you guys can't see what I'm seeing, they're smiling, they're in a good way, they're hanging on each other. Uh, You can tell they really love each other and it's a blessing to see and to share. Thank you. Much appreciated. Oh, yeah. So to you, we'll see you another time soon. To the listeners, thanks for joining. Don't forget uh, the show notes. Check out their website. And also, if you have any questions, reach out to Jason and Zaina. Give us a rating and review if it's five stars. If it can't be five stars, write me an email and tell me why. That way we can fix it. I'm ugly, but I will listen. (laughs) All right. Thanks for being here today. Have a great day. Go apply what you learned. Let us know how it goes. We love you and see you at the top. The Remarkable People Podcast. Check it out. The Remarkable People Podcast. Listen. Do. Repeat. For life. Life.